Ooh-wee. <laughs> Ooh-wee. It's so weird. It's been so long since I've actually seen you. Yeah. Like, I actually trimmed my beard a little bit a few days ago. Ooh. Like, I used to have this, like, huge neck beard. Oh, uh-huh. Like, and it was just getting itchy, and I was like, nope, time to trim it. I know. I get the... What the fuck is... My one roommate, Andrew, called it, like, I think, like, a turkey neck. Is that what it's called? Where you just get the really long, like, neck beard. I think turkey neck is uh, something else. Like a racial slur? (laughs) It's something that old people get, and it looks really disgusting. Oh, like Like, where their skin's all loose? Yeah, and it looks like a vagina. Oh. (laughs) Kind of like Trump's? Hello and welcome to episode 29 of the Nothing to Play podcast, a mediocre podcast about video games, movies, and goblins. As always, it's your boy, Justin Time Carter, and we got a spooktacular episode for you this week. I have a uh, first-time guest on the podcast. I talk to him every day. He loves magic and horror movies as much as me. And he's also pled not guilty three times to assault with a deadly weapon, Jeff. Thanks for having me. And most of that's true. Yeah, you're right. Um, Jeff doesn't really like... He doesn't really like magic as much as me. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't like getting stomped. I love doing the stomping. Yeah, when Jeff's... Jeff? (laughs) God damn it. When Jeff's mutate deck goes off... uh, it stomps, and then I oogin away the board. And I hate it so much. <laughs> rolling my eyes so far in the back of my head, I can see just the inside of my head right now. Dude, I feel uh, so. I say I feel bad, but um, when I play, when when, when <laughs> I play, know that's yeah. true. you're just like, ah, yeah. Well, it's because it's like when uh, so I Megan started playing Arena not that long ago too, and I'll play her. And as soon as Ugin comes out, she just auto scoops the game, and it's just like, nope. Like, and I'm like, it's like I feel bad because it's like she fucking hates it that much that she's just gonna quit the game when it comes out but at the same time i'm like well i want to win and it's a card i I don't necessarily blame her either like once you get that out that's almost game there's very rare that you can come back from him coming out and just board wiping everything on your side of course you like save some on your side for the most part unless you have to wipe the entire board, but it's hard to come back. <laughs> I was like, as they say, it do what it do, you get. Oh, dude, fuck you. You don't flip me <laughs> off. Hey, you're the one that plays Ugin all the time. I swear he's in like every deck you have. Well, it's because he's like, if I get eight mana, I'm just gonna summon this guy. Yeah, why he's play not even in the like, deck? He's like from outside the deck. If you're playing you're mono like, green <laughs> ramp, you have no reason not to throw an Ugin or two. It's not like I play four copies of them. I'm not that asshole. <laughs> I play two copies max. But it's like if you're ramping into eight mana, like that's like the best thing for eight mana. You're gonna fucking play like nothing else is gonna beat that. I'm honestly surprised you don't run four copies. Like I'm not Jeff. I'm not that big of an asshole. Uh, uh, 
relatable <laughs> with some of these games. Yeah, damn. Some of the decks you build, and I'm just like, why? <laughs> why is this a thing? Whatever. Jess also, for the record, says he hates Mill, yet first match we played together today, what's he playing? <laughs> Fucking mono blue Mill. And it did good. It did good, yeah. I was also playing red blue Mill. I think I, think I was playing red blue Mill. And my all-in mill deck, and he won one, I won one, and I think, did I win that match? I don't remember. I know there was so many good matches, but there was also some times where it's like, I absolutely crushed you the first round, and then I had to mill myself into, like, or mulligan myself into oblivion the, like, next two games, and I'm like, well, that's game. Well, yeah, you got mana screwed a couple times where you're sitting on, like, three lands the entire game. (laughs) And here you are, like going off, like yeah, I have an entire board. <laughs> yeah. Got all these scoot yeah, two hundred scoot swarms come swinging in, <laughs> and then you got like fifty m- copies of three four. Yeah, Someone's like mutate, <laughs> mutate into fabled passage coming in. <laughs> um, That's definitely a deck I need to look into, but yeah, it's right up your alley. Yeah, it is. It has mutate in it, and it has landfall. Which, I, I mean, is okay. I don't have too many decks with that mechanic, but it definitely works. Yeah, you can build your, like, four-color Omnath Landfall deck. <laughs> I do have an elemental deck. And I love it. Yeah, but but enough with us nerding out about Mad. We're here for spooky season. And even though it's November 4th because Jeff had family in town, so I didn't get to record this, Last week, like I wanted to. Yeah, don't fucking beak her face at me. Just add the spooky dookie skeleton song intro right here. Boom. End it. And be like, yo, what's your favorite slasher flick? Mine? Yeah. Who's your favorite slasher? Uh, so, like, for me... Even though I I honestly don't think he's the best, but Michael Myers is my favorite. What about you? Okay, he's the most human. Well, so well. All of them. I mean, that's what's weird is like, I mean, he is human. I guess I mean in like the first movie, he's more referred to as like an unstoppable force than he ever is like an actual person. And then in the later Halloween movies, they kind of get weird with it, with the whole cult of Michael Myers and bullshit like that. But I don't know. Yeah. I mean, every slasher has, like, 13 movies in their franchise. Like, they get nutty with their storylines after a while. It's like, okay, one, two, and three were good. Everything after that, they just get a little too crazy with it. They just start adding stuff making up completely different storylines for this slasher. I mean, Freddy Krueger, you know, pedophile, haunts your nightmares. I don't know how many movies they've done of him, but they got weird with it, and he goes up against Jason. Dude, I remember in, like, that was the shit in middle school. Like, when Freddy vs. Jason came out, like, everyone was, like, losing it on the playground. And it's a cool concept. I mean, throw all these killers into an arena. Who comes out on top? Like a battle royale of slashers. 
that's a pretty cool concept. Like, I can get behind that. Throw in Mike Myers, throw in Ghostface, throw in a few other people. I mean, there's probably going to be a few, I guess, like, Hollywood monsters you could throw in there, too. Like, uh, oh, God, what is his face? Uh, Pinhead? Mm-hmm. Um, from, not the cube. Fun. I'm old and I'm drawing a blank. I, was like, I can't remember the freaking like, name of the fucking series. Hellraiser. Hellraiser, yes. <laughs> the cube. <laughs> he comes out of a cube, right? <laughs> There's a cube. Here, wait. Hold on one second. My fucking cat. Will you stop? Stop. He's like sitting there fucking pawing at the goddamn door. You, you can like hear it and see it on the audio. It's just like, because he fucking wants into the office. But I'm like, I can't have the fucking door open because then you'd hear an extremely goofy movie coming in. <laughs> Which is a good movie. It is a it's good movie. It's not a Halloween movie or a scary movie, but it's a good movie. Well, yeah, I was like, well, I was like, speaking of Halloween, well, first here, before I even go into Halloween, what's your favorite slasher? You never did it say what yours was <laughs> this is true we got off a uh, topic there for a minute which will probably happen a lot consistently but i gotta stay true to the my boy jason see and- that's an unstoppable force i mean <laughs> and then he just freaking appears out of nowhere and stabs some like freaking cheerleader through the chest with like a giant freaking machete I will say one of my like top five favorite slasher movies is Jason X <laughs> because it is that's the one where they're in space. Yes, because right? it's so. Oh my god! It is so, so cheesy, but it's so good. It is like it is like you're kind of like after like Jason goes to hell and like whatever you're kind of like all right like where could they possibly take this next and it's like some fucking like Star Trek like knock off star trek ship and he's basically brought back to life using this like machine and it like makes him better and he gets the weird metal mask with like the red eyes and it's like murdering space people they do the million dollar man crap they make him stronger faster more killy (laughs) like he can literally just burst through steel walls now because they make him like a T-1000. Yeah, I would love to get like a Jason X-2 or something of like, <laughs> he like plummets from space like back to Earth and is still alive. <laughs> I don't remember the premise of Jason X, like why they're in space, but I know it's like, I don't know, a hundred years into the future or something and we're in space with like this battlecruiser looking ship from StarCraft <laughs> and I don't know what they're doing out there, whether they want to colonize another planet or what, but what happened to Earth? <laughs> so out so out of since Jason's your favorite, out of all of the Friday the thirteenth movies, which one's your actual favorite? I want as cheesy as it is, I wanna say I can't remember if it's the second or third one in Manhattan. Okay, well, because I want to say Jason goes to... Ma- 
Manhattan. I want to say that's like the. Let me look it up. I think it's like the the fifth or sixth one. It's so cheesy. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, Jason takes Manhattan. That's not even. Yeah. Like I've seen a lot of these movies and they just start to blend in together. So I'm like, I don't know which one. <laughs> You're like, it's one it's of them. It's freaking eight. It is eight. Man. Yeah, it's eight. Yeah. Like I said, they have so many of these movies, I don't even know which one. It is eight, yeah. I thought it was like the fifth one, but no, that's Jason Lives. I was way off. No, they were dude, did you did you watch the two thousand nine remake? Um I don't believe so. Two thousand nine. Because they did, they did a thing a while back where they tried to reboot Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the Thirteenth, and like neither one of them really did that well. Yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street. I saw that reboot. They just couldn't capture. Um, can't remember the actor's name. Eugene, I think, is his first name. They just couldn't capture his essence of the character. It was just. It was so bad. It like, wasn't the character. Like, and I like him as uh, Rorschach and Watchmen, but I just could not get, like, I did not care for that movie at all until the very end of the movie, like, the last minute of the movie, like, after everything's done or whatever, he, like, comes shattering, like, through a mirror or whatever, I think, and, like, pulls the girl in or something like that. And I was like, bro, that was the most... Nightmare on Elm Street thing that happened in this entire movie, and it happened in like the last like minute of the movie. It's Robert Ungland. Would you say you thought his first name was Eugene? Eugene, not even close. Like I said, I'm old. I don't know. I'm terrible with names. Like Eustace Cumberbitch. <laughs> Good actor. <laughs> A little weird. Too British for me because you know he is British, but you know. He gets a job done. Oh man! For the roles that he plays. But yeah, I think I have a sweet spot for Michael Myers because when so when I was a kid, like I wanted to watch horror movies a bunch, and like I would rent some from like Hollywood Video and stuff. Like when I hit a certain age, I think it was like about sixth grade. I think is when I really started like watching horror movies, and because neither of my parents watch them like my mom actively does not like them and my dad mainly watches like westerns and like little house on the prairie and shit so neither one of them are like even really movie people but we would go to hollywood video and stuff and i'd rent like a bunch of just peruse the horror section because i wanted i got into it and one of the first horror movies that i actually ended up buying it at half price books was Halloween H2O, which is the 20 years later with, it takes place, I want to say it's not the last one, because the last one was Resurrection or whatever, where it was like the, it's probably the last good reality one. show, it was, yeah, it was the one before Resurrection, where it was the 20 years later, and her son, Jamie Lee Curtis has a son, and he's like in college or like whatever, and fucking, she works on the campus, and like Michael comes to town, and I actually do like. So I actually really like Rob Zombie's first Halloween movie. 
I really enjoy that one. I fucking hate the second one. Like, never saw the second one, but the first one wasn't too bad. Yeah, like I really dug the first one. Like I will still watch it to this day. And I remember watching the second one, and I think the thing that pissed me off about the second one was that I don't know. Like they made him because you're right in the sense that it's like he does shit, but it's like he's generally like about as strong as like a like a normal human. Like, you know, he will keep pursuing you, but he's not, like, abnormally strong or, like, anything like that. And the only reason why it seems like he is is because, like, he's killing kids. Yeah, and, like, (laughs) women. (laughs) Although in the, uh, the Resurrection one or whatever, the Rob Zombie one, um, I mean, yeah, he's definitely, like, coked out of his mind. Like, he just has this strength about him because he starts killing, like, police officers, like, actual big men, like, lifts them and chokes them, like, just. Well, and it's like, he is a tall, big dude in the Rob Zombie. So he's got some strength. Like, he's big and burly. He's got some strength. But my thing is, like, so in the. That retard strength. In the second movie, though, the thing that, like, ruined, like, multiple moments ruined it. One, I hated the fact that, like,. He again forces his wife into the movie as Michael's mom, who's dead at this point, but she like appears to him as like a fucking ghost in like, oh, you're doing so good. Like, like, I'm like, dude, you just forced her into the fucking movie. Like, quit pretending like you didn't like we didn't need any of this. But there's like one point where he like he straight up like flips a fucking car. Like a car, like he picks it up. And, like, rolls the car. And I'm like, a normal person, even a slightly above average strong person, could not, from the side of a fucking car, just flip the fucking car like that. With people yeah, inside. Yeah, no, you gotta be someone like, who's, like, the mountain from freaking Game of Thrones. Yeah. Like, you gotta be that guy. Yeah. So he, like, flips it, and then, like, I don't know. I just, I was not a fan of the second one. So I was kind of glad that like John Carpenter did like the remake of the two or whatever. So now we're getting this like separate trilogy that kind of like deviates from like everything that you thought happened in Halloween before like H2O and Resurrection and all the bullshit. They're like, we're keeping Halloween one and then this is the new two. And then the following movies after this are going to branch off from this new version because it got too convoluted. John Carpenter, that's a name I like. I mean, he does all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, dude. I also really dig um, as a kid, like as a kid, like the movies, I watched a lot of Halloween and, like, I watched a lot of Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th. I really like Scream a lot, too. And Scream is one of those where if you watch a lot of slasher movies and stuff like that, it really, like, you appreciate it so much more than if you've, like, never seen a slasher movie before. Because it, like, makes fun of itself and, like, nails the tropes so good and is so self-aware Especially, like, once you get to, like, Scream 2 and 3 and stuff to where, like, in the movie, there is a franchise 
that is essentially Scream, but it's called something else within the movie, and they're like, it's like, oh, number five in space, whatever, and they're like, oh, dude, this one sucks compared to, like, what, it's like, god damn it, (laughs) like, they nail it. They're definitely self-aware, and, like, they almost break the fourth wall constantly with, like, those tropes, but, I mean, Ghostface, that's the, uh, quote-unquote killer's name right and what they name him in it yeah yeah i mean it's just they've made movies out of this character and they've made tons of parodies i mean look at scary movie yeah like yeah my thing is like that was also something that started a huge trend like giant parodies of slasher flicks or just flicks in general yeah it it definitely started with scary movie and the horror movies and then it branched out just into pretty much everything yeah some were good but there were a lot of misses oh it's too many misses i mean honestly after like scary movie three i think like i don't think anything after three was really that good once they got rid of the wayne brothers like that was it like four or five or however many they did after that like (laughs) They just sucked. Like, I believe the Wayne brothers made those movies, like, as good as they were. I think I actually went and saw five in theaters, and it was so bad. Like, I don't even remember when that came out, but I just remember, let's see, because I remember seeing it, and I was just like, God, this is like, I can't believe I paid money to go see this. Yeah. Well, that's definitely something I would never go to theaters to see. Yeah, uh, Scary Movie 5 came out in 2013. So I was like 23. (laughs) And you paid to see that? And I paid to see it. But hey, you know, at least I, I can sleep knowing that I gave Charlie Sheen some money. Because he needs more for Coke. Yeah, because, you know, after, you know, calling the executive producer of Two and a Half Men a fucking Jew and losing his job, (laughs) he never quite landed back on his feet after that. Yeah, all these uh, anti-Semitic people in Hollywood just losing their jobs. Like, uh... oh, God, who's the one who went crazy? He was the one in Braveheart. Um, hold on, hold on, uh, and Lethal Weapon, like, I can name almost every movie he's in, I just can't, Mel Gibson, there you go, I was like, thank God for Google, I was like, like the I, said, I am absolutely <laughs> terrible with names, I mean, so much, you know I, I am, every movie he's been in, <laughs> but speaking of movies, though, going back to John Carpenter, like, I want to say one of my favorite movies is The Thing. I do remember you saying that. It's been so long since I've actually seen The Thing. Um, The original came out back in the early 80s. Yeah. Um, Google says 82. So before I was even born. But I remember watching this and I'm like, these effects are crazy good. And I've I watched this when I was a kid. I was probably like seven when I first watched it. Like I watched horror movies like since I was four. <laughs> Granted, some of these quote unquote horror movies I was watching by today's standards wouldn't be considered horror movies. 
like Gremlins, for instance. That crap was scary for a kid. You know, this cute little mogwai turns into freaking murderous gremlins. But, like, nowadays, it's a freaking comedy. Right. A Christmas comedy, of all things. Like, it takes place during Christmas. But going back to the thing, like, if you rewatch it, these effects, because it's, like, real stuff, not, like, CGI or anything like that, practical effects, it still holds up to this day. Like, it is some of the most disgusting stuff that you can find without, like, actually watching some kind of documentary about, like, some doctor opening up some dude, like, making a freaking, uh, opening up his chest with that, like, cavity chest opener thing. <laughs> like, you have such a way with words. <laughs> I, like I said, I'm old. My words in the brain doesn't come out correctly all the time. It just... It's kind of there. You're like, daddy's waning <laughs> down off his third nos now. <laughs> his mouth words ain't working too good. Dude, toddlers are so exhausting. I'm not going to lie. I know you have dogs and a cat and a girlfriend or a fiance, whatever she is. I don't know. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> that like... other person living with you. <laughs> but like a, a child, so much energy. You get a couple of those bad boys, put them on some freaking treadmills, hook them up to like a battery, you could, you know, power up an entire city just off of children. Child labor. Bring it back. Bring it back. 2020, bring <laughs> child labor back. Put them on the treadmill. Make them run. <laughs> Uncle Biden's going to put them in the factories. <laughs> this is, uh, oh God, some Rick and Morty stuff right there. Yeah. Um. Do do you okay? Do you remember what the first horror movie you actually ever watched was? Ooh, I would actually have to look up the title of it. But the one that I actually remember as a child, um, my father was watching it in the bedroom, just like chilling, you know, trying to stay away from his toddler for a few minutes, <laughs> watching a horror movie. He's like, "Stop! Don't come in here! I'm watching a horror movie," and of course, you know, being a toddler, we're like, nah, screw you, I'm gonna bug you. Um, God, I want to say it was like Demon House or something like that. Like, it's so old. <laughs> um, I just remember it's like pretty cliche. A bunch of kids go to like this house, a Halloween party. They're partying a little too hard, but like a demon gets released and starts like offing them one by one. Um, and depending on, like, what teen it's dealing with, it, like, kills them in that specific way. Like, ah, oh, this dude's just trying to get laid, so this demon turns into a sexy chick, but then, you know, decapitates him. Bites his dick off. <laughs> not quite. <laughs> but it was definitely, not necessarily a snuff film, but, like, it kind of felt like it. Being like, you know, five and you're watching this, you're like, what am I watching? You like can't even begin to comprehend. You just see a bunch of teens like dying in a house and it's like, okay, this hot demon chick is just murdering kids and then takes the form of like another person off the other one. 
like just moves along until like they're all dead except for like the virgin who lives like there's only one person who lives always you have to have the survivor girl yeah and it's always the virgin (laughs) (laughs) um i remember the first one i watched was the 1976 carrie Ooh, that's good yeah that was the first one that i ever watched and it was funny because my mom was like i it was like when i first started like i wanted to watch horror movies and stuff and she wouldn't let me and i was like i can handle it like i really want to watch it whatever and so she had recorded carrie for me and she's like all right fine like if you want to watch horror here so she like recorded on the vhs and stuff and let's test the waters watch yeah this. <laughs> yeah so i watched it and then like i was afterwards she was like well like you know how i was like oh i was like i'm fine like whatever and i went to bed and then like 20 minutes later like come back out in the living yeah well i come back out in the living room and i'm like i, I can't sleep <laughs> i wonder why yeah and she's like i knew it i knew it like <laughs> But then it's like, I was fine. Like, that was, I think, like, the only time that happened. The only other time I can ever remember, like, my mom actively being, like, was in high school, uh, like, my freshman year and stuff. So, like, 2004, I think, is when, like, Saw came out. And I really wanted to watch Saw. And my mom just was not having it. Like, she wouldn't let me rent it from... Like, I had rented horror movies all the time from fucking Hollywood Video, and she would not let me rent it from Hollywood Video. And because it was R-rated, like, you know, I couldn't fucking rent. They wouldn't rent it to me. You know, I was like 13, 14. And um, I was like, fuck. And, like, all my friends in high school and stuff, like, were talking about Saw and had seen it and shit. And I was like, damn it, dude. Like, I want to fucking watch it. And then Saw 2 came out, and... Again, I hadn't seen one, and everyone's talking about it, and then finally... Can't be the cool kid. Yeah, and I still couldn't rent it or see it or whatever, so then Saw 3 came out on DVD or whatever, and we stayed the night at my... A bunch of us stayed the night at my friend Justin's house, and he ended up having 1, 2, and 3 on DVD, and I was like, yes! I was like, I finally get to watch it, and we ended up watching him. And then, I don't even remember, like, it was, like, years later, like, it came out, or whatever, like, someone brought it up, or whatever, and my mom was like, you watched those movies? Like, she's like, it's like, bro, I'm, like, 17 at this point, like, I could rent it if I wanted to, like, (laughs) but I was like, yeah, I was like, we watched them at Justin's house, and I liked them. She's like, that piece of shit. Right? Dude, well, the, uh... In high school, too, uh, I was like, I think it was like my sophomore year or something. It was when the uh, Tarantino, the double feature, Death Proof and Planet Terror or whatever oh, came the out. Grindhouse yeah, Grindhouse. Yeah, Grindhouse. There we go. When Grindhouse came out to theaters, um, like a bunch of us, because I was friends with a bunch of the band kids and stuff, and a bunch of us were wanted to go see it. And, um, you know, but. None of us were old enough to actually get tickets, except for, like, I think there was, like, one or two of the band kids were old enough, so they bought tickets for all the ones who, like, weren't old enough to actually, like, buy tickets. And uh, we ended up, uh, like, Justin's grandparents ended up, like, 
getting the tickets for us, but they didn't realize what they were getting the tickets for us for because they were like old. And like Justin like <laughs> had them like order it online and stuff. And they were like, oh, like, uh, what are you going to go see? And I was like, oh, we're going to see Grindhouse. And then Justin fucking backhands me in the chest. And she's like, what? And Justin's like, Mickey Mouse. He's like, we're going to go see <laughs> the Mickey Mouse movie. And she's like, oh, okay. that's believable. <laughs> yeah. But, but they drove us to the theater and stuff. And I was, like, so scared because I was like, dude, like, are they going to, like, try and, like, ID us or anything? Because for this movie, this was the first time I actively remember them having someone standing in front of the theater checking tickets so that people couldn't buy, like, a PG-13 movie ticket and then just fucking walk into Grindhouse or whatever. Like, they actively had someone, like, making sure you had tickets to Grindhouse. And we, like, between, like, all our friends, we ended up taking up, like, an entire row in the theater. And, like, we, like, let some people in, like, through, like, the exit door and stuff to, like, get into the movie (laughs) and stuff. (laughs) But I remember watching it, though, and then there was, like, this dude with his son, and his son looked like he was maybe, like, six and he took him to see that shit, and it was like, "What a good day!" Yeah, and he was, it was like during the intermission shit with like the uh, the Nazi werewolf shit with like the Nazi girls with their tits out everywhere and stuff. And he's like covering the kid's eyes, and I'm like, "Dude, you're such a piece of shit for taking your kid to this!" Like, but I mean, sometimes like you gotta. But granted, I wouldn't take my kid to like a movie like that. Exactly. Like I was like, would you take Dean? We stream that. Like I'm watching horror movies at home, but he's just off playing with toys. But he'll like look up and be like, eh, and go off and play. Like eh, he's like, I don't care about this. But I'm also like one of those people who wouldn't take their freaking kid to a movie theater anyway, because what child is gonna sit for like an hour and a half or whatever for a movie? None. Dude, it is such a mis- we've taken Megan's little brother Killian when he was younger and stuff to the movies and it was such a fucking miserable experience the entire time. <laughs> yeah, kids shouldn't I'm not saying that they shouldn't be allowed in movies, but you shouldn't take him to the movies. <laughs> well, it's not even like he was being loud or anything, but it was just like like we took him to go see guardians of the galaxy 2 and luckily we had already gone i think the week previous to that and actually seen it with like our friends and stuff so it wasn't like so i was fine with it because i'm like cool like i've already seen the movie so i'm not gonna miss anything so but that wasn't the case for some other movie we took him to but yeah he's like you know getting in and out of his fucking seat and we're like you know sit down and, dude, I had to take him to the bathroom, like, six times. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, I'm like, quit. Like, yeah, he's like, I need to go to the bathroom. And she's like, Jay, can you take him to the bathroom? I'm like, oh, my God, fine. So then I, like, have to squeeze past all the other people and fucking take him to the bathroom. And then he comes out and he's like, wants to play at the arcade. And I'm like, no, dude, the movie. I'm like, movie. I'm like, movie. And then we take him back. And then he sits down and then, like, chugs fucking... 30 liters of Sprite. I'm like, dude, stop. Like, you're going to have... This is why yeah. you got to pee. Yeah. And then 15 minutes later, he's like, I have to pee again. I'm like, of course you do. 
Like, God damn it. <laughs> like, stop. They have the smallest bladders, and you just gave them a freaking, like, 12 liter of Coke. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah. Like, I drink an entire... The only time, like, I rarely ever have to pee during a movie. And I think the one exception was when uh, I always get a large icy, and I always end up chugging, like, fucking half of it during the previews. Because I'm terrible with drinks, and if you ever make me hold on to a drink at like the state fair or like whatever, walking around, I will. Well, I will just like I'm not even thirsty, but just like out of habit, like I will just sit there and drink it if it's in my hand until it's gone, <laughs> like every time. And uh, and I looked up. By the way, sorry. No, you're uh, fine. Just to interrupt real quick, I looked up the movie that I saw as a kid. Yeah, it's called. Night of the Demons. Oh. It was uh, released in 88. All right. That's not that that old then. I was close. Demon was in the title. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, that is true. That was a pretty good memory for something that you like barely remembered. Yeah, I was like five or six or some crap. Like, I just remember it was so weird. But it is something that, like, later throughout my life, I want to say probably, like, two, three years ago, I ended up re-watching it. And I'm like, oh, this is that movie that I watched as a kid that my father was watching. Just, like, randomly found it on, uh, I want to say it was, like, Amazon Prime or something like that. You're like, and then it spooked me so bad, I went to bed. (laughs) No, definitely not. Um, when I was a kid, that was a problem regardless. I mean, you're just going to wet the bed. Just like... Don't drink a bunch of water before bed. Just like, and even as a 34-year-old adult, it still is a problem. (laughs) Uh, liquor is quicker. (laughs) Um, but yeah, no, I think the only time I ended up having, like, the last time I can remember using the bathroom at the theater was when we went and saw fucking Endgame. And it's because it was like three hours long and I had to pee so bad and I tried holding it as long as I could and then I was like, I need to go. But I don't think I missed anything because it was like during like the lull period before time travel. Okay. Um, Dude, a different time though, <laughs> when we went and saw, uh, what was it, Ponyo. Ponyo was in theaters for like a limited time. And me and Matt and Chris and stuff, we went and saw Ponyo, but I brought, I I was wearing this like big, like Scott Pilgrim, like jacket. And I brought this like bottle of strawberry Smirnoff vodka, like the big, like into the theater with us. And I got an icy and I like mixed it with the icy and stuff. So we got fucking sloshed. And we were, like, the only people in this theater. And, like, Matt was sitting a couple rows away from us with his sister, like, watching him. And we were, like, throwing popcorn at him and shit and, like, being obnoxious. And I was so fucking drunk that, like, when we left the movie, I was was walking, like, out of the theater, like, down the aisle. And it has that, like, it was one of those theaters where it's, like, the floor has that small, like, repeatable pattern. Incline. Well, had not the incline, but just the pattern of the carpet, you know? It's, like, that little design just repeated all over the carpet. 
and I was like looking at the carpet and I was walking everything was like woo 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 and I was like oh shit like I need to sit down so I sat down on one of the fucking like motocross fucking arcade games <laughs> and I was like I need to sit here for like a minute and like sober up a little bit before I leave <laughs> getting drunk at Pan really Ponyo yeah it was Ponyo yeah god um Back to horror movies. I know. See, I told you, derailed. <laughs> horror in general, like not freaking anime about like fish. A squid girl or whatever. Uh, she's a beautiful fish girl, Jeff. Fish girl. Okay. Yes. Whatever. All right. Miss Squidward. <laughs> um. All right then. So then, what would you say then? Would like what would like three besides the thing? What would like three of your top horror movies be? see the problem is like i don't even know if you would consider it a horror movie but it's in like the same wheelhouse i guess alien i mean it's like a sci-fi suspense slash horror maybe like but if you just want to get straight horror um it was actually a tv uh movie uh it the one with the clown. Okay, the nineteen like ninety one. I mean, that's the classic. Yeah, but with Tim I Curry. Will say the remake is actually pretty good too. No, the remake they did do, especially like the first part and stuff. Like they nailed. Yeah, the first uh, part one yeah. was amazing. The second part trailed off. Still good though. Yeah, by all means, but. Chapter one was definitely better than chapter two, in my opinion. No, I um, agree. But as far as the classic, like, uh, Tim Curry, man, he's so nutty. <laughs> like, I just love it. And I mean, Stephen King does uh, a whole bunch of good stuff, too. And I mean, some some of it's cheesy as hell, because based off of, like, his budget and the time frame that it was made, um... Another TV movie, uh, The Stand. Not necessarily a horror, but like post-apocalypse. Like you have two factions, like the good and the bad, pretty much. Yeah. Like one's following some dude who has all this charisma, but he's basically Satan. And then you have like the other faction, the good side, following this lady who's like Aunt Jemima, old black woman in rocking chair. <laughs> Like, she's so sweet. And it's like, oh, man. She's like, like mm-hmm, a storm is coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, of course, you got, the, like, the crazies. I mean, uh, I want to say his name was Trash. And he's like, I got this nuclear bomb. <laughs> ah! <laughs> and he just drives it in the middle of the city and, like, lets it go. Like, okay. You do you. <laughs> you do you, baby. Just stay away from me. <laughs> like, he he just goes and gets a nuke. Drives into the city. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I went and saw uh, the Pet Cemetery remake and stuff when it came to theaters. I actually haven't gotten around to seeing that, but I've heard not good things about it. Really? Yeah. I actually thought it was pretty good. Like, I didn't have, like, high expectations for it or anything, but I... That's probably why, then. You go in with really low expectations, like, this is going to be fucking crap 
Like, I mean, I didn't have, like, I wouldn't even say I had low expectations, but, like, I saw a trailer for it and stuff, and, you know, I was like, oh, like, I've seen the original, like, a long time ago or whatever, so I was like, I'm down, and I actually thought, like, compared to, just compared to some of, like, Stephen King's, like, movies that have, like, come, besides It, like, the the Dark Tower or whatever, like, wasn't that great. That came out yeah, like that was a huge man yeah so it's like compared to like besides it like the last couple stephen king movies that came out were not that good so i was actually surprised that i thought it was pretty good in comparison to what had been coming out um i'm trying to think like for me like top three that i can think of for horror movies that i really like well one of my all-time favorites is the strangers like I, okay. I love the strangers. I was initially excited, like back in like I don't know, like two thousand seven or whatever, when they said that they were gonna do a sequel, and then it did. The sequel came out in like two thousand eighteen or fucking something, and it was just awful. And I was like, man, I was like I really wish they didn't do this. Uh, but no, the f- wait, not to cut you off, but did I give you a third one? Um, I don't think so. I mean, you started just listing off Stephen King TV <laughs> movies. <laughs> I was like, these are good, but no. Uh, so my bad, just cutting you off and being like, here's my third one. And it's not necessarily a movie. It is another TV show. And I want to say it was like the late seventies, early eighties tales from the crypt. Yeah, it's like remember that. Yes, I do remember. That's not a movie though. That's a TV show. Yeah, that's a TV show. But that's definitely one of my favorites. (laughs) Throw that out. That's one of my favorite TV shows. (laughs) Like, come on! Like some skeleton dude just giggling in a freaking labyrinth or whatever crypt, and he's like, "I'm just gonna freaking tell you these spooky dooky stories." Giggling and sit down. Giggling in Pan's labyrinth over here. (laughs) Come sit down. Listen a while. Let me tell you my tales from the crypt. <laughs> <laughs> like it's so good. Well, yeah, it was like the more adult version. So many good memories. Of Are you afraid of the dark? <laughs> Honestly, yes. Like that's some like adult goosebump stuff. Uh, so besides the strangers, um, my other two. Damn it, Jeff, I had them, and then <laughs> you threw me for a loop. Uh, fuck, like, I don't remember. Ponyo? Yeah, yeah, Ponyo's on that list. Um, no, like, I don't know. Uh, in terms of, like, more modern, like, horror movies and stuff, like, I really dug It Follows. That wasn't too bad. That was... <laughs> But the idea of it being a sexually transmitted disease or, like, curse, it's like, oh, okay. I mean, I liked, like, I thought that was interesting. Like, that was definitely an interesting take on it. And the fact that, like, you can sleep with someone to pass it on, but then if uh, the person before... die, it comes back. Yeah, it comes back. (laughs) So basically, just be a prostitute and just start sleeping around. <laughs> basically, that's like what the one he's like. And hope to God, like by the time you're old, it's like okay, whatever. I'm old. Just take me. 
But yeah, it definitely had like some really good kind of like moments in it and stuff. And I think a lot of that was due to the fact that it was obviously heavily inspired by Japanese horror. Um, Japanese horror definitely have a way of doing things like uh, Juwang, I guess, is the uh, Japanese version of the grudge. Yeah, the grudge. Yeah. Um, of course, like the ring, uh, and what other like movies has it basically spawned for like Hollywood? Um, I don't know. I know there's, I mean, of course the Portuguese movies, uh, record like mm -hmm. the whole, like possessed zombie infection kind of stuff. Like those were good. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, we were talking about that the other day. We were talking about, like, the Blair Witch Project and stuff and how it was, like, the first kind of found footage movie and, like, that I was saying how I don't think the Blair Witch Project is really a good movie, but all the publicity and, like, all the, like, shit that they did to build up the Blair Witch Project to it actually coming out in theaters made it way scarier than it actually was. And that was genius, and, like, nothing to that scale to this day has, like, ever been, like, done again. Because I remember when that came out, like, there were people who legitimately thought it was real. Well, yeah, and that's, I guess that's also kind of goes hand in hand, like, with the times and stuff, because it's, like, you know, around this time, it's, like, the internet wasn't, like, what it is today. And stuff like that. So, I mean, the movie came out in 1999. And so, like, you know, it's not like you could really just Google if it's real or whatever. Like, you know. And they did, uh, like, on the, like I said, I think it was on the History Channel or it was the Sci-Fi Channel, something. Like, there was a legitimate, like, mockumentary that they did about the Blair Witch, like, leading up to the movie and stuff that, like, delve into all this, like, fake history about the Blair Witch and stuff, and they were, like, interviewing, like, professionals or whatever who, like, studied, like, the Blair Witch and stuff like that, and it was so good, and it, like, it really validated it and made it seem real. Yeah, they definitely had, like you said, a lot of publicity, like, to get that movie where it was. Yeah. And it definitely started like a trend of like the found footage uh, genre. So, I mean, you have record, which is like the whole, it ended up being, I don't know how many they did, but like, I know they, possession yeah, kind of stuff. I know they did at least um, three or four, I think. Yeah. Um, like it started off as like a infection, like zombies or something, and then like they had one where it was like uh, demonic possession, and then like another time it was basically just like a parasite. So I don't know what direction they wanted to take it, but like each movie had its own like how they were portraying this like outbreak of basically people turning into zombies. Um, and then, of course, you have all the paranormal activity stuff, like spooky dooky ghosts everywhere. Um, and I guess, I don't know, didn't like that spawn other stuff from that, like 
the nun or something. Well, or that something you're else. thinking the Conjuring now. Yeah, the Conjuring. Well, because yeah. the Conjuring ended up spawning. I mean, there was the nun, which was the prequel or whatever to the Conjuring two, and then it also spawned all the Annabelle movies. That like doll or whatever. Yeah, the, the little girl doll thing, and there was like fucking three of those. I, Chucky's ex-girlfriend. Dude, so, I mean, as soon as I said Blair Witch, I remember that my other two movies that were my top favorites were Paranormal Activity 2 and Insidious. Okay. Those were, I would get high all the time and fucking watch those, and I just love them so much. Uh, Smooth. <laughs> um, but no, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, have you ever seen The Boy? That's the wooden... Doll, yeah right? it is a like doll a- thing it's like a little porcelain looking thing where the family or whatever thinks that like the dolls possessed by their dead son so and they hot i haven't seen it but i know of it because i like keep seeing it on like netflix or hulu mm-hmm. or something like that and i'm like Maybe one day I'll watch it because I've just been watching a bunch of horror stuff. Like, I watched the second uh, Babysitter yeah. that came out on Netflix because I loved the first one. I think that was released last year, the year before that, Halloween time. Um, and then I've been watching Evil, which is a newer Netflix series where basically you have a priest and a DA, like, prosecutor basically just trying to find out, like, are these legitimate miracles or like possessions or is there some kind of like scientific reasoning behind it? So starring Luke Cage. Yes. Starring Luke Cage himself. (laughs) Since, you know, they canceled him. (laughs) Um, But no, like that tall, dark chocolate man, like they, explain about 90% of the show but then like there's a good 10% where it's like was that something that's unexplainable like is this really a demon or a ghost like they leave that there almost like every episode where it's like look we can explain most of this you know due to schizo but then like something else happens and it's like yeah we can't explain that you decide um, but no, the boy, uh, me and Jonathan went, we're going to go see the second, like the second one was coming out in theaters and I had never seen the first one and neither had Jonathan and I had heard about it and I had heard people who had actually watched it say it was good, but I had just never watched it. And I was like, all right, well, if we're going to go see the second one, I was like, we should probably watch the first one. So I like downloaded it for us and I watched it and I was genuinely surprised how good it was. Like I expected nothing from it. And I thought, I thought I like saw where this was going and it leads you down a certain path. And then like the last 20 minutes, it's like, and then shit happens and you're like what the fuck like i was not expecting that and then the entire last like 20 minutes of the movie like the finale like plays out and i was like damn that uh that was not expected it's super okay. good okay 
Yeah, I'm looking it up, and it's uh, this chick. She's played in, uh, looks like a lot of TV shows. She plays Maggie in Walking Dead. Uh, she's played in uh, Supernatural, uh, Vampire Diaries. So she's definitely got like... All of Jeff's favorite TV shows. <laughs> hey. <laughs> they're all that's good all, shows I'm not gonna lie that's like, all you have to say you're just like hey <laughs> I'm not hey I love Supernatural Walking Dead love it Vampire Diaries has its moments my wife loves it and I got into it as well your boy Damien is the best <laughs> oh man Um, what was I gonna say ooh so speaking of spooky dookie Halloween stuff, uh, what was your favorite costume that you dressed up as for trick or treating that you can remember? In fact, what so, were some of your costumes that you even dressed up as? So as a child, um, remember this was like a different day and age where like people actually tried, like costumes and stuff like they tried to do good i mean there's definitely some people today that like go all out they love halloween but like back in the day i feel like everyone went all out at least where i was like everyone had dope costumes like they tried their best and made such cool outfits um like pretty much nothing was store-bought. It was all, like, homemade and stuff. Um, one year, I was a little werewolf. So I had, like, tattered jeans and, like, a uh, bunch, so much glued hair on me. It probably took me, like, two or three days of, like, bathing to get all of it off. <laughs> and it was just so fun. Like, glued on, like, uh, fingernails and stuff. Uh, the fake teeth, obviously. And, like, a huge mane, pretty much. Like, it was the wolf man. And I was... I want to say I was, like, eight or something. Uh, seven or eight. And I was this little wolf man. And I would say that's probably the best and coolest costume that I've ever had. And I was a kid. Um, but as a kid, I mean, you know, you always had your, like, I'm a mummy this year, I'm a vampire this year, like, those tropes, um, cliches or whatever. Um, and then of course, like, one year, Ninja Turtle. (laughs) Yeah. You were always a superhero at least one year, you know, of some sort. Uh, but definitely... As a kid, those were, like, the best years for Halloween, for sure. Like, when you're 10 and under. Yeah. After that, it's just like, whatever, I'm just here for the candy. (laughs) Load up my bag. (laughs) Um, Like, after 10, you're like, I don't even try anymore. I just want candy. Go buy me candy. If you're not going to buy me candy, I'm going to put on the stupidest costume and just go get a bunch of free candy. Yeah, I was like, as a kid, like, when he said that, like, I remember... Uh, being like Raphael from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one year. I was Buzz Lightyear another year. Um, I was a green the Green Ranger 
from Power Rangers. That was Tommy one year. And, like, my mom's friend, Cindy, did sewing and stuff. So she, like, sewed using gold fabric and stuff. Like, I had the dragon armor and, like, the suit and everything. And I had, like, a Green Ranger mask and stuff. It was so good. And, of course, I had the toys. So I had, like, the dragon flute and stuff already. And, like, the morpher and all that stuff. Um, it's the Mighty Morphin my yeah my favorite one that i can remember though was i was steve i was steve Irwin the one year but but he was alive he was still alive but i loved steve so i had the safari kind of outfit and i had the hat and like a rubber snake around my neck and stuff and crikey look at that yeah i was like i'm gonna put my thumb up at the point i was like oh i was like i was like it's the eight pocket kangaroo (laughs) 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 um South Park made so much fun of him, but it was like out of love at the same time. Right. And then like I remember uh like one year uh what like what like cuz I know in like later years and stuff it's like I didn't try as much. It was like a Michael Myers mask with like a monk robe like type of shit and stuff. But Yeah, see like after 10 pretty much that's like the cutoff of like you trying. Right. You're just like Eh, whatever. Well, yeah, because I also, yeah, I remember now as, like, a kid and stuff, like, the one year I was, like, a Men in Black agent, and so I had, like, the suit with the tie and everything and, like, the little pin and stuff and wore sunglasses, and then uh, what was funny was, so my mom worked at Metro Center at Metro Watch, and the one year for Halloween, we did, like, a group theme, and it was South Park, so I was Stan... (laughs) My mom was Kyle. Uh, my mom's friend Sheila was Cartman, and I think her friend Jesse was Kenny. But it's like I had like Stan's hat, and I had like a brown jacket and stuff. And my mom had like Kyle's hat. Like we all had like the hats and stuff. And I had like a stuffed Mister Hanky doll and stuff. And like I helped make out of cardboard. I made the like South Park sign and stuff, and we put it in the front window at the watch store inside Metro Center and stuff. It was great. And they decorated it with, like, fake snow and stuff. That's such a good show. (laughs) Yeah, it was so good. I was like, I'll have to find the picture. There's, like, pictures of it in, like, a photo album somewhere because this was before digital photos. So it was, like, Kodak develop (laughs) photos and stuff. Yeah, you had to go to, like, Walgreens to get it. Yeah, the Fry's grocery store used to have a drop-off box where you could just drop off your film to be developed, and then you could just pick it up at Fry's. That's what she used to do. Um, I'm trying to... Like, what's your favorite candy that you used to get trick-or-treating? Like, that's a tough one, because I have a sweet tooth, so we could be here a while. Okay, but... your favorite. <laughs> favorite? Or at least couple. Like, <coughs> yeah, I don't need your whole fucking grocery list of candy. Just start naming every candy. I love it. Um, Probably chocolate, I guess. So, either Kit Kat or Twix are top tier for me, for sure. Um, see, that's funny because mine's kind of the opposite because I'm not a really big chocolate person. So a lot of my favorite candy is like the Wonka shit. So it's like 
bottle caps were like one of my favorites to get. Um, and like Laffy Taffy was like okay at first, like, and then you end up with like a bunch of like the banana ones or fucking something. I'm like, God damn it, like, I don't want just a bunch of Laffy Taffy, <laughs> but uh, like, my favorite thing if I ever got was like the little. Like, I love airheads. Like, I will destroy, like, an entire bag of airheads. And so the little mini airheads and stuff were, like, always my favorite. And then you get the mystery flavor ones that are white and they end up tasting like watermelon or strawberry or some shit. And it's so good. I can get behind that. Like, I definitely love uh, gummies as well. So, like, gummy worms or mm, yeah um, some trolleys sour gummy worms <laughs> just like looking through his garbage can to see what he just ate recently Next lifesavers big ring gummies skittles one right now i got bags of candy next to me no oh. <laughs> <laughs> just like i ain't sharing <laughs> no she's like is the video going on I'm like no. Yeah, like no, as you're naked in front of the camera. Oh, got that peach ring. Dude, that's the sign. It's like Megan likes peach rings, but like she'll only ever eat them on like car trips. Like when we would drive to California to get tattooed and stuff. Like we'd go into the gas station and get like a bag of peach rings, but she doesn't like them when they're super soft. She likes them to get a little stale first. Yeah, the Lifesaver gummies, Big Ring, the same ballpark, just so much sugar. <laughs> so sweet. Well, yeah, I mean, Jeff probably consumes like 400 grams of sugar a day. Oh, at least, my dude. And he needs it in order to be a functioning adult, because if he gets <laughs> even just one gram less than that, his body starts to shut down. I need at least two NASAs to function because I don't drink coffee. Like, I'm old, but never been a coffee fan. Do me neither. And then, like I said, I have a sweet tooth. Like, I literally have pumpkin cheesecake in my freezer. And I'm like, one piece every night. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, for all of November. (laughs) Well, that's like... As long as they have it available, I will buy it. I used to have a really big, like, I used to be candy. Like, I would eat Airheads. I would eat Skittles all the fucking time. And, like, Starburst and sour, like, gummy worms and a lot of Japanese candy. Like, I have, I still have a bunch of it. As I have this one, I don't know what flavor it's supposed to be, but it tastes exactly like a waffle cone. It is a hard candy, but it's also etched like a waffle cone so it's like weird but it's definitely not supposed to taste like a waffle cone i do not know what it's supposed to taste like but that is exactly what it tastes like to me and it's so good and i used to like eat those all the time dope so now we're talking about candy instead of horror stuff well i mean it was (laughs) pertaining to halloween though true true yeah which was part of it it was halloween slash horror stuff okay halloween theme candy Go hand in yeah, hand. we were talking about costumes. Um, dude, did you ever did you ever watch the? I think I asked you before, and you said no. But the MTV's TV show for Scream. 
Um, I've actually seen the first season. But you didn't watch season two? No. (laughs) (laughs) Because I watched it, uh, I want to say almost when it came out Mm -hmm. um, on a streaming service. So whenever they released the second season, which I think you said it was fairly recent, right? Uh, I know. I mean, the second season came out years ago. Like, oh god, they got four seasons now. Never mind. <laughs> well, so let me rewind. So for the one you're talking for, the MTV screen set, they only have two actual seasons, and then they did like a weird reboot thing, like with that wasn't the same team or like anything. Like, and it was, like, a short six-episode, like, fucking bullshit. Okay. So, really, the main series was only two seasons, and then they did, like, a special, and then they did, like, a six-episode weird spinoff series, because the first two seasons, you know, they didn't actually have um, the rights to the actual ghost face mask, so they used, like a different mask or whatever knockoff looking one. Yeah. Yeah. But then in the spinoff, whatever six episode one, that one actually had the rights to the ghost face mask, but it sucked. Like that six episode thing was so bad. And I actually thought the two seasons of whatever was actually really good. And I was kind of pissed that it ended without any like real conclusion or anything. Yeah, so they got the quote-unquote three seasons, and then there's talks of a season four. But it's not, like, for sure. Like, has the show been renewed for a fourth, question mark? Yeah, no one knows. Well, I know they're making a new movie, and it has Monica from Friends in it reprising her role. <laughs> okay. Which I can get behind. I didn't think the last Scream movie was that good, but... No, like many things, when they start getting into, you know, the larger numbers, it starts going downhill. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> That's right. I was, I was, anyway, I was Googling uh, Scream 6, and I forgot that the, in Scream, the, uh, the movie series or whatever, that is basically making fun of Scream within Scream is called Stab. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, So good. (laughs) Stab. I'm looking at popular horror shows and I'm like, I can get behind a lot of these. So I wouldn't necessarily think that all of these are considered horror, but I mean, they definitely have aspects of horror in them, like Stranger Things. Not necessarily a horror, but definitely good, by all means, in my opinion. Uh, American Horror Story, obviously horror. Uh, Walking Dead, I love zombies. I'm hooked. Supernatural, love it. Uh, Let's see, Creep Show, apparently they did a reboot on it. I'm going to have to check that out. I remember watching Creep Show like early 80s, I want to say. Basically, like Tales from the Crypt, where they just have a bunch of random stories. Dude, the one next to Creep Show, Channel Zero, that's the one I was telling you about with the, um, 
where it's kind of similar to American Horror Story, where each season's like a different thing. And it's like season one is Candle Cove, where it's the kids watching a TV channel, the TV show Candle Cove or whatever, but adults only see it as a static like TV channel. And it has a. Oh, that's kind of weird. And that's like the picture. <laughs> it's like a monster made out of human teeth, and like kids offer their teeth to the monster as like tribute for like protection and shit. That's kind of bananas. No, it's so okay. weird. It's so good. And then there's like a puppet on the TV show called, uh, God damn it, what's his name? I want to say it's like Lockjaw or something like that. And he's like some weird pirate puzzle thing it's like an island that like actually exists or whatever like it's super good okay let's see uh kingdom so like old school like Edo era zombies or whatever let's see z nation more zombies there's scream yeah three seasons on netflix apparently there's another series just called slasher three seasons on netflix i think i started slasher but i don't think i ever got that far i think i only ever watched like the first episode or two and i didn't get too far into it (laughs) so i wouldn't say this is a horror this is definitely a comedy because it's a mockumentary what we do in the shadows (laughs) So I loved the movie, and I've seen the two seasons on Hulu, and I honestly can't wait until the third one drops when they start doing that. Like, it's just so dumb and funny. Dude, even though I'd say it's more, like, sci-fi horror, I would definitely throw Black Mirror in there. Like, Black Mirror is, like, genuinely terrifying with some episodes. Okay, yeah, that's definitely another one that I've been meaning to watch. I've heard nothing but good things about it, but I just haven't gotten around to it. And I know they made a movie as well, right? Um, Yeah, it's on Netflix. The movie, though, it's kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure thing. It's not... The movie doesn't hit anywhere near, like, as good as the actual, like, first couple seasons of the show do. What is it, like, Bandersnatch or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still cool because it's like a choose-your-own-adventure and it evolves video games and stuff, which is, okay, you know, cool. But, yeah. Because I remember my cousin was talking about it and he's like, I loved it. I was like, okay. No, it was pretty good. Um, dude, have you also, have you ever watched the Hannibal TV show? I have not. Oh, man. Um, but I do love the whole Hannibal Lecter stuff like those movies with um oh my god I'm drawing a blank because I'm so old um but like I want to say my favorite movie out of those is Red Dragon for sure although Silence of the Lambs is amazing um but yeah Anthony Hopkins just does an amazing like smart killer yeah dude the uh the hannibal the tv show and stuff was so good like i was so sad kind of how 
Because it's like season, like, I feel like it would have been so much better. Like, they kind of got canceled and stuff. And like season three, you know, they kind of knew that that was going to be like their last season and stuff. So I don't think they kind of really got to do everything with it they wanted to. But it's like season one was great. And like season two was fucking fantastic. Like, it was so good. It has freaking Lawrence Fishburne in it? Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was only around for, what, two years, apparently? 2013 to 2015? So they only did, like, what, two seasons, maybe? Well, they did three. Yeah, it was three seasons. And okay. each season was only 13 episodes. But, yeah, no, it was super good. Because, like... It's like season one was like, I think what made season two so good was because it's like season one was like a lot of like, there's like stuff in motion, but it's a lot of buildup. And then it's like all that buildup like pays off like in like the last, I want to say it's like the last episode of, of like each season or something yeah like like it builds up in season one and then the like first episode of season two like the first fucking 10 minutes like shows you like some shit you've been like waiting the fucking see and you're like what the fuck and then it does like okay well how did we get here sort of thing and then the entire season is like rebuilding back up to that like first moment at the beginning of the season and then, like, at the end, it, like, all finally plays out, and it's so good. Like, they totally did the classic sitting there floating face down in the pool, how did I get here sort of thing. God. A lot of movies and shows do that. And obviously, depending on how they go about it, and like execute really makes or breaks said movie or show well it's because it's like such a trope that it's like either it's almost cliche at this point. well it is and it's one of those things where it's like a lot of them i think try to play into it ironically and it ends up not coming off that way but then the ones that like do actually like nail it it's great okay quick question for you out of all the movie monsters um what would you say is your favorite out of movie monsters man um i would probably like are we talking like the classic like movie monsters like so, creature from the black we'll lagoon yeah we'll do two part <laughs> question here so first one we'll just leave it as the classic monsters which i think is like maybe 10 yeah and then the second part question we'll open it up to like just anything so it could be like the thing like yeah just some giant parasitic like doppelganger or but First part question, out of the classic movie monsters, which one's your favorite? I would still have to say, I would say Creature from the Black Lagoon. 
Okay, okay. Like, I really liked it as, like, a kid and stuff. I even had, like, a little creature from the Black Lagoon, like, action figure and stuff. And it was all green. And, like, when you, uh, would, I had, like, a button thing on its, like, stomach. Like, when you pressed it, I think it, like, glowed some. And I would, like, play with it, like, in the bath and stuff. <laughs> so good. Oh. I think I know of the, uh, like, toys that you're talking about because i'm pretty sure i had uh the wolfman which is my favorite <laughs> classic monster and you would press a button and his torso would like the middle part would flip and then one was him as like a human you know regular joe blow but when you pressed it it would be the wolfman so it would be like his werewolf head um but yeah, definitely Wolfman or Werewolf is my favorite as far as the classic monsters go. Unfortunately, there's not too many good werewolf movies out there. There's definitely been a few good ones, but there's not many. Right. Um, so then, And like, I'm pretty sure anyone who has watched any werewolf movies, pretty much Werewolf in London is probably your best one just because the practical effects in it still hold up today. Like, most werewolf movies nowadays use CGI, and it's just so bad. So then, if you had to pick uh, a more modern one, what would your modern monster be? Or whatever, just not even modern, but... One that's not one of the classic universal monsters. So I would say probably the more like alien type or something like that. So yeah, leaning towards uh, the thing. But if we want to go into like a movie uh, (laughs) franchise, I guess, Tremors. Tremors. (laughs) Tremors. <laughs> it is so bad it's good, in my opinion. With the Graboids. These ginormous, like, prehistoric worms that have, like, snakes for tongues drag you in. Can't really, like, sense you unless it's, like, vibrations or anything like that. But then, of course, like, if they eat enough, they'll give birth to, like, a different kind of version of graboid where they can like sense you like predator with like heat vision kind of thing i mean they've definitely gotten real cheesy with it but i have i i love cheesy so i would have to say for mine i'm gonna have to go with godzilla (laughs) okay so a kaiju yeah like I love me my Godzilla, I got in my little room here. I got my my magic cards, my hollow Japanese magic cards with the Godzilla lands and stuff. I got my little Godzilla action figure over here. God, I'm trying to think which one was the Hydra. I want to say it was a uh, King Ghidorah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the three heads. Yes. That's my favorite. And then he, although he gets, Godzilla is a boss, and then he gets his middle head cut off, and then he gets the mecha head in the middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They get real weird with it, like with their movies over there. 
Oh, yeah. And they just start turning them into giant robots, and they fight each other, like... And, like, the storylines and pretty much all of them make no sense. It's like... Well, They're just monster movies. Yeah, but it's, like, one of those things where it's kind of, like... It's at that time of, like, you know, around then, like, Power Rangers and stuff like that. Like, the story is just there. And it's, like, it's not about who who the fuck cares. It's, like, Monster of the Week. Here you go. Fight it. Like, that's all anybody <laughs> cares about. Okay, so kaijus. And of course, like, I'm a huge fan of zombies and, like, the whole infected genre. So, like, you throw in, like, 28 Days Later. um, Or, like, The Walking Dead. Or Night of the Living Dead. I mean just pretty much anything with dead in the title, you're probably looking at a zombie. Dude, so I'm, like, just waiting for the day, like, they did 28 days later, and then they did 28 weeks later, and I... Where's months? Or years? That's my thing, is, like, dude, we're getting to the point where it's, like, they could literally do 28 years later, like, 28 years later. Literally. Yeah, I mean, like, did we beat it? Or is there only, like, God, like, I know it's such a bad franchise, and I'm so glad they're going to reboot it, but Resident Evil, the movie's franchise, terrible. I mean, for its day, because I think it started in the early 90s, yeah, sure, it's basically just an action movie with some zombies in it. It was good, but then they kept going with it. Yeah, it got so convoluted by the end that it was just like, what the fuck is even happening? And of course, like anyone who loves Resident Evil, like this character does not exist anywhere. Like you literally just created this super soldier just for the movie sake. And after so many movies, you're like, just die already. Yeah, no, they totally did those movies, like, a massive injustice. Like, I remember, like, the first one, I was like, okay, like, this was, you know, pretty good. Like, it wasn't bad, but I wouldn't say it was great either. And then the second one had Nemesis in it, and I'm like, all right, like, Nemesis, sure. And then it's, like, the third one, they're, like, in Las Vegas in the desert, and there's, like, a million fucking Alice's now, and I was like, what is happening? Yeah, they're trying to replicate her, and it's like, okay, now we're getting a little crazy with it. And just like the video games, like, they kept going with it, and even with the video games, like, one, two, three, four was good, but that was, like, when it started to go downhill, because, like, five and six were atrocious, and, like, every, like, offshoot game that they had, which I think they had one, like, Outbreak or something. Um, raccoon, pol- uh, raccoon police or whatever, and it's like, no, stop. But then they brought it back with seven, and of course now they're doing the remakes, and I think they're actually going to do eight as well. Yeah, Village. Yeah, so I'm kind of curious where they're going to go with that, but if they keep it even remotely close to what they did with seven, 
it should be pretty good. So it's so funny. I have the most unpopular opinion of I actually think five was good. <laughs> like I don't think five five by no means is the best game, and it's definitely not the worst because I think that's six. But for like what it was, and mind you, my opinion is also skewed because I never played five with the shitty AI, which is what everybody complained about. Like I actually played played it with a buddy. I played it with a friend, and it was I've played it a couple times. Like I think I played through with it with Megan, and then I think I played through it with my friend Eric and stuff, and. Playing through it with a friend, like, even though, you know, it's in Africa, it's, like, in the daytime, um, a lot of the enemy types and stuff like that are just, like, reskins of shit from, like, 4 and stuff like that. But overall, it was still a fun co-op, like, couch co-op game with a friend. So it was enjoyable, whereas 6 was not a fun couch co-op game even with a friend. (laughs) So, understanding that, yes, it can definitely be more enjoyable because it is a couch co-op. But when you dive into, like, the whole, like, zombie storyline of Resident Evil, they're not good. Well, no, like, the the storyline in 5 was bad. Like... You weren't even dealing with the fucking T-virus at that point. They, like, had, like, a whole new strain of virus. Like, the only saving grace with the storyline for 5 was that fucking Wesker was the main villain. Which I dug. And you fight Wesker at the end. And then they did the DLC for it or whatever where you go to, like, the mansion or whatever. And you fight Wesker and you play as Jill Valentine and stuff, which was cool. Yeah, that sounds dope. I never played the DLC. Yeah, no, the DLC was really I feel good. like that would actually be way better than the actual game. That's what a lot of people said, <laughs> was <laughs> that the DLC was better. Which, the DLC was more Resident Evil than the actual fucking game was, but... But it was fun, and I'm excited that Chris Redfield's gonna be in Resident Evil 8. Nice, so they're bringing him back. Yeah, in the trailer they show that he shows up and stuff. And that's why I was so excited for 6 was because I'm a huge fucking Leon Kennedy fanboy. And when I saw that Leon was going to be in (laughs) 6, I was like, yes, bitch, like bring it. And then I played 6 and I was like, no, (laughs) do not like this. So here's a question. You liked the boy, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think of Chucky? So, like, I watched the Child's Play, like, movies as a kid. Like, I've never seen, like, I watched, I think, Child's Play, like, one, two, three. And then I think after three was when they did Bride of Chucky. Um, Which I didn't, let me pull up the list, because it's like, I didn't watch... Bride of Chucky, and I don't think I watched the one after that either. Seed of Chucky? Yeah, I don't think I watched that one either. But then I watched, like, I think one or two after that. Yeah, I watched, here they all are. So there's Child's Play, 
um, Child's Play 2, Child's Play 3, which I watched all of those, so the 1988 through 1991 movies. And then there was Bride of Chucky, which I never watched, because that came out like seven years later. And then Seed of Chucky, which I never watched that either. And then I watched both Curse of Chucky and Cult of Chucky, which were both okay. Like, I was never a huge Chucky fan anyway, and I was just kind of like, they were like pretty much straight to DVD fucking movies, and I was like, uh. <laughs> and then I watched the Child's Play reboot with Mark Hamill in it, and I was like, man, what a waste. Like, <laughs> you had Mark Hamill, and it was just like, the doll just even looked weird. Like, I'm like, I see what they're going for because. It's like a modern take on Child's Play. Obviously, people don't really play with like dolls anymore. So the fact that it has like, like Bluetooth and like app integration and shit like that, I get where it's coming from. But like the face of the doll and stuff just doesn't look scary. It just looks very off-putting. Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet, but I've seen pretty much all the others. So I even saw The Bride of Chucky and Seed of Chucky, which you're not missing much. <laughs> yeah, I don't imagine so. And that's why, like, I didn't watch it. Like, when they can't, like, the whole fact that I'm like, now there's, like, a woman Chucky. Like, I was just kind of like. Which was uh, his girlfriend. Yeah, like, it just kind of became, like, a whole thing. And I was like, like, really? I was like. I mean, I guess the one redeeming quality about that is at least it's still, like, the normal Chucky doll. So, like, his face is all scarred and, like, fucked up still. But besides that, I'm like, eh. Because then, yeah, with the new, after the 2004 seed of Chucky, like, once they did Curse of Chucky and stuff, like, the doll or whatever was, like, different and... This one still, like, the Curse of Chucky doll, I think, looks better than the 2019 one. But it... Okay, no, this was the same one. Alright, I do remember. I'm sorry. I'm looking at pictures of it now. And it's, like, a different doll, but it still has all the scars and shit. Like, I remember, like, initially it didn't. And then, like, they, like, pulled off, like... It had, like, makeup or, like, whatever, like, on it, and then it actually still had all the same fucking scars across the face and shit that the other yeah. doll did. I remember now. It's all coming back to me now. <laughs> but Yeah, that one wasn't too bad for what it was. And then Cult of Chucky is when, like, the chick's in an insane asylum. And he's just screwing with her at that point. That was... Eh. I mean, it's worth a watch, but don't expect too much by any means. Like, it's a Chucky movie. You know what you're getting yourself into. Right, you're just kind of like, eh. I'm here to see this little doll thing kill some people. You know? Have some fun with it. <laughs> Sit back and enjoy. And that's basically what they become. Like, they're not... They're not really horror movies. They're almost comedies. And by all means, today, they are. 
because he's literally cracking jokes as he's killing people. Well, yeah, it's like the doll version of Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> Kinda. Dude, well, that's Except, like... like, Nightmare on Elm Street, like, yeah, he was, you know, super weird, but he was also kind of scary, too, because, like, he shows up in these kids' nightmares, and I'm pretty sure he kills Johnny Depp in one of them. Who like a Nightmare young on Elm Johnny Street? Depp. That well, that was the first Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. <laughs> yeah, young Johnny Depp. Just like, I think he's the one who dies in the uh, waterbed, right? Yeah, it's like the very beginning of the movie. He fucking swallows him in, and then like a giant fountain Gush of fucking blood. blood comes out. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But like, he's definitely way scarier than the doll. If we're gonna be honest. Yeah. Dude, I was like, speaking of, have you ever watched any of the fucking Puppet Master movies? Oh. Once again, this goes that whole trope. Like, once you hit, like, four or five and six and all these others, like, it's just there to be there. But the first one, I remember that one. After that, it's just a blur. But Puppet Master wasn't half bad. Like when it first started. Do you know how? Do you know how many of them there are? Uh, well, if you had to guess before looking it up, if you had to guess how many there are, I would guess around seven or eight. However, I already started looking. There's fifteen of them. Yeah, it's in the double digits. And of course, I'm always under the impression that like pretty much every horror franchise hits around the 7 or 8 and then it teeters off. Um, And then they probably reboot it or something. But yeah, this one, there's a lot. And I'm not going to lie, I have definitely not seen them all. Yeah, I definitely have not. I'm pretty sure I've only seen the first two. And that's it. Yeah, I can't. My thing that blows me away is that there's one that came out in fucking 2019, Puppet Master: The Littlest Reich, which is a reboot, <laughs> a 2018 horror comedy film. No, 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 no. The film is the 12th entry in the Puppet Master franchise and is the first film produced by Fangora. Uh huh. Whatever. It's a reboot of the series. Oh, God, just, they love doing dumb stuff. <laughs> and I'm just like, Jesus Christ, like, why? Like, was there really that big a fan base that you wanted to reboot it? Because, let's see, Puppet Master, like, 1990, 91... 99, like, Axis Rising, (laughs) what? Yeah, like, they're getting crazy with this. Yeah, like, it just gets kind of... Okay, so I might have actually seen the fourth one, just because some of them look really familiar, but I'm also wondering, like, if they're all in all of them 
and they don't use like different puppets for them. Well, my thing is like if you go onto the Wikipedia, like the first thing you get, like it shows all the movies, but then on there too, there's also a storyline chronology that breaks down the chronological order of the movies based on the setting and like a location and year and shit. And the fact that Puppet Master 1, which is the fucking first movie, is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. Apparently the 8th movie, chronologically, in this fucking series. I'm like, really? You really had to make, like, 7 movies that supposedly take place before your first movie? (laughs) Some kind of prequels? Because, yeah, it looks like it's following the white masked one and he's a freaking nazi apparently yeah what it looks like it's like their main mascot is the little white of course they have one where it looks like it takes place in the wild west or something like that (laughs) like they have a puppet with six arms and six pistols like come on and a cowboy hat of course because of course when you're in the Wild West, you gotta be wearing a hat. You better be rooting and tooting. And by God, be shooting. shooting. <laughs> Love it. Like, like, uh, Fivel! Papa! <laughs> Dude, did you ever watch, uh, Brightburn? I have not, but that's the one where, like, Superman's evil kid or something like that. And that's basically the premise. The whole premise is like of uh, for the movie, I mean it has nothing to do with Superman, but that's obviously like the inspiration behind it is the whole premise is like basically like what if super when Superman like came to Earth, you know, and like was a kid and was being raised by his parents, what if instead of like going on to like being raised with high moral values and to like be good he was just like a little fucking psychopath. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, that's probably what would really happen if some alien came here with superpowers and they're a kid. Like, you damn know well they're not going to have good morals. Well, yeah, they're and like abuses like- them and then realizes like the authoritative parent figure is like why do i need to listen to you like i could fucking kill you in like an instant i can shoot laser beams out my eye and snap your neck just by like farting like come on dude that's like um have you ever watched the any of the like the dc animated movies um you're gonna have to be more specific. Like Flashpoint. Google this. <laughs> like the animated, like because DC. Because I've seen the Batman stuff. So if you want, like, well, like there's Batman ones and like there's Justice League and there's been a couple Wonder Woman ones and Superman ones and stuff, and like Teen Titans. So I have not seen it, but I know about it because, you know, comics and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I have not seen any of the animated movies about that, that one in particular, at least. I mean, the only, like, animated movie, like, that I've seen is, like, 
one or two of the Batman ones. Um, I mean, apparently they have some really old school ones like Scooby Doo and Batman. Like, come on, <laughs> no, like no the uh, so like the a lot of the DC animated movies and stuff like. I mean, they're animated movies, but it's, like, a lot of them are... It's definitely, like, not meant for kids. Like, it's definitely targeted more towards a older audience. Like Batman vs. Dracula? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you don't want your kid to watch that. I mean, Dracula's scary, bro. <laughs> but, yeah, like, the whole point... Like, I love... Like, out of all the DC animated ones, Flash... Uh, the flashpoint paradox one's my favorite and it's like the whole premise is that um like at the beginning of the movie like it has reverse flash in it who's my favorite dc villain and he's the one in the yellow suit right? yeah 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 he has the yeah. exact same powers as the flash just evil Basically, yeah dude he's so fucked up it's so good and like he's the one in this version, like, there's been multiple things about how Barry Allen's mom dies or whatever, but, like, one of the, like, the main storylines of her dying is that Reverse Flash kills her. And he, like, stops him at the beginning of the movie and stuff, and he's like, why do you even try, you know, doing this when you know no matter what, I'm always going to be able to stop you? And he's all like, yet, yeah, and no matter how many people you save, he's like, you'll never save her. <laughs> and it like eats away at him to the point where he runs so fast that he goes back in time to save his mom from getting murdered by reverse flash. And in doing so he fucks up the entire DC universe to the point where he comes back to the present and like his mom's alive, but he's no longer the flash because he never became the flash. And, it caused a ripple effect throughout the entire DC universe that like changed the entire chain of events for everybody. So the night Bruce Wayne's parents died, instead of Bruce's parents getting shot, Bruce ends up getting shot and dies in the alley. And his dad ends the up father becomes Batman. Yeah. His dad becomes Batman, but then his mom becomes the Joker <laughs> and is it like drives her crazy and like he yeah he, all of this sounds vaguely familiar We're like just in the back of my mind like the archives of just like nerd stuff yeah dude and i know based off of the comics and yeah even the cartoons and just like i'm pretty sure even the tv shows kind of touch base on it as well the c uh cw does uh the flash in general because they have flashpoint in there at some point where he messes up the timeline mm -hmm. and everything's jacked because he saved his mom and of course he comes to the realization later like i have to let her die yeah and of course that just really messes with him because he's like that's my mom yeah, because in the comics when he did it, it was like the Flashpoint thing was like an entire DC Universe event and stuff. And there was like a miniseries with just Batman. And then with like Wonder Woman and stuff, like Wonder Woman and Aquaman end up 
having like an affair and she kills Aquaman's wife, which causes a war of like the Amazon versus like the Atlanteans and stuff. And it's like World War Three, like on the surface with them. And like Superman never landed in the farm. Instead, he ends up landing in like some secret like Pentagon style like base and they end up keeping him underground as like and like experimenting on him and shit. So I know this is my first podcast and you busted my cherry. Thank you. Um, Anytime. But just looking at the timeline here, I pulled it up. We're hitting over 150 minutes. How long do you want to go? I mean, we can wrap it up. Like or one hour and fifty-two minutes. My bad. Like, if you're done, Jeff, we. I mean, we've we've <laughs> off trailed so much off of Halloween stuff that we're talking about DC Universe stuff now. At this point, yeah, we're not even talking about Halloween anymore. <laughs> well, you know, life. I mean, life. Open Batman vs Dracula. That's Halloween, right? Yeah, life. <laughs> yeah, I was like, people dress up as these characters for Halloween, Jeff. I mean, there's people who dress up as these characters not on Halloween. Yeah, I can't go to the grocery store without seeing <laughs> someone's fucking kid dressed up as Spider-Man running around pulling fucking Fruit Loops off the shelf. Uh, I mean, you can go to like any store. These, Well, Walmart in particular. I'm sure you can find some weird stuff. Yeah, I was like, you go to Walmart, the kid dressed up as Spider-Man's the least of your concerns. Yeah, you're more worried about that grandma who has her uh who who's in her freaking uh like spandex or whatever. It's like running over not wearing a top running over spandex bottom. Running over her tit with the little electric <laughs> scooter. <laughs> but yeah, that's fine, Jeff. We can wrap this up, you know. It was. I mean, it's not like we're not going to talk again. I mean, that's true. And, you know, it was a spooktacular episode. You know, we talked about Halloween costumes and candy and horror movies for the most part while off trailing here and there. But I'd say it was a spooktacular episode. It wasn't too bad. But, you know, I appreciate you coming on. It was a struggle to get Jeff to come on, but I was glad I got him to come on. Well,. You know, when you have a whole bunch of family visiting, it makes it difficult. Like, think uh, Home Alone, that family, all of them. At once. Yes. And you just want to be Home Alone? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, also, I don't live in a giant mansion. So, it's very cramped. <laughs> You're like, not in this economy. Oh, God. I wish I was the 1%. <laughs> well, you know, once Biden's president. <laughs> well, all right. We'll wrap up. Thank you, everyone, for listening to our spooktacular episode. I hope you guys had a good Halloween and enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah. And happy Turkey Day when that comes up. Gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble.